Welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. This is Tiffany Rowe. I'm a clinical mental health counselor and psychology teacher in Utah, and I want to change the mental health game. The Therapy Thoughts Podcast is all about breaking down therapy-related topics and making mental health information easy to understand and super accessible. So join me for quick and direct educational episodes and some deeper dives with experts from around the world. Together, we are going to break down stigma. We're going to help each other make peace with mind, body, and food. We're going to make therapy cool and invest time in our mental health. Let's do it here, one therapy thought at a time. What's up, everybody? Therapy Thoughts Podcast. We are talking about navigating family relationships today. This is a heavy hitter. You know, when I'm thinking about 10 tips to give you to navigate your family relationships, it's really a cross-section of all the skills. This is where we flex our mental health muscles. This is the testing ground. Like, honestly, the work we all do in therapy the work we do in introspection and self-reflection and digging into our lives to be better, our values work. Everything we do really gets to be practiced in the family arena. So boundaries, emotional regulation, validation skills, assertiveness, responding, not reacting, resentment work, feeling our feelings, using coping skills, you know, regulating our nervous systems, like everything that we talk about is going to come up within our family of origin, with our in-laws, with the families that we create, because that's what relationships do. When you add someone else to the mix or a bunch of other people to the mix, you get to practice all this stuff. So I think Navigating family relationships is an amazing practice, and that's how I want to frame these 10 tools. These are not checkboxes, and real deal family relationships don't really have just like a mic drop moment. It's an ongoing process, a practice, a relationship. It's about ongoing patterns, ongoing boundaries, ongoing interactions and communication. So let's say you do want to have a mic drop moment at Thanksgiving and set a big boundary. It usually doesn't work that way because even boundaries in and of themselves, they're a process. Expressing them for the first time is just the beginning of the journey of having a relationship with boundaries. So let's give you my top 10 tips for navigating family relationships. And I tried to come up with some different ideas that aren't in the course I offer. I have an audio course called Navigating Family Relationships During the Holidays. And I go through 27 skills and tools to help you do exactly what we're talking about. That's at tiffanyrow.com. And I wanted to give you a couple other insights I've had about navigating family relationships from both my lived experience as a human in relationship and with a family, as well as my professional experience in the psychology world. So tip number one for navigating family relationships, you can choose authenticity over approval. So I love to remind everyone that you do not need your family's approval. I'm not saying you don't want it, but I am saying you do not need it. In fact, you don't need 
anyone's approval. And if the neurons in your brain are firing these old school beliefs that that's not true and you do and oh no, what would happen if these people didn't approve to me? Let's sit with that discomfort and think about choosing authenticity over approval. And I want you to consider what that looks like for you. What are you willing to compromise about yourself in order to gain your family's approval? Are you hustling? Are you hiding? Are you avoiding in order to be approved of at the expense of authenticity? Now, I've also said and do believe that a lot of us burn bridges under the banner of authenticity. So that's like not what I'm saying. For example, um, I, I am no longer affiliated with the religion that I was raised in. Now, if I came in guns blazing authenticity, I could say things under that banner of authenticity, um, and hurt people in my family because we don't agree about some fundamental beliefs. Same with pol politics. I have different political beliefs than my family. So authenticity might, I could consider that to be me saying whatever I think, whenever I want, anytime, no filter, no censorship. Like that's, don't get that confused with authenticity. I think authenticity doesn't necessarily mean saying what you think all the time, always on attack. I think authenticity goes deeper than that. Um, for me, I want us to think about values. Are you honoring your values? Are you operating from the things that are most important to you, that guide your life, the things that you believe in? Now, when I'm saying you can choose authenticity over approval, that's what I'm talking about. And maybe for you, that is, you know, coming in with your banner of truth and saying whatever you think. I, I don't want to diss that. I think that's valuable. That's not wrong. That's not bad. There's no judgment here. But consider what authenticity means for you in alignment with your values and what you actually want the outcomes to be in your family. When families get together, what's the goal? I think that's the biggest question we all need to ask ourselves. So how would authenticity look as you're honoring your values and honoring the goals you have for the outcome of family get-togethers, family relationships, over getting their approval? Now there's so much nuance we could break this down. And that's what I do in my Feel, Deal, Heal subscription pack every month. Uh, we break down a topic. This month we're doing navigating family relationships. And in every subscription pack, that people sign up for, we do two webinars in the month where we break down the nuance and stuff. I think for the scope of the podcast, I'll just kind of introduce this concept and hopefully get your juices flowing. You can talk about it with friends and family. Um, come over to Instagram and chat with the folks who follow me at Hey Tiffany Rowe and see, see where you can, you know, go within that. Uh, if you want to go deeper, you can always join the Field Deal Heal Pack fam. Okay, tip number two, insights for navigating family relationships. Be a loving parent to yourself, even if your parents aren't. This is inner child work. This is a new cross-section. Thinking about being a wise, loving, warm parent to yourself may be a new concept. That's what inner child work is all about. It's about meeting the needs of the child, us, the younger version of us whose needs were not perfectly met because they were raised by humans. And taking that responsibility of treating yourself with kindness, giving yourself self-compassion, self-validation, even if your family doesn't, 
even if your parents don't. And I'm going to argue that's why you need it even more. If your family continues to create harm or ignore your needs or won't honor boundaries, whatever it may be, you can step in as the person that you rely on, you trust, you know you're the one who can meet your needs. You are there for yourself. You're going to take a time out. You're going to self-soothe. You're going to honor your emotions. You're going to validate them. You're going to reach out for support. You're going to cope. So be that person for you, even if your parents are. We can take away this expectation that our parents need to be able to function the way that we think they should. We get to take responsibility for being loving parents to ourselves when other people can't. Number three, insight for navigating family relationships. You can change your belief systems even if they differ from your family. Like I've said, I kind of have the two heavy hitters, right? The things we all say, just don't talk about these at family get-togethers. No politics, no religion. Well, turns out I'm kind of one of those folks who has differing opinions than my family. Um, and I want to honor how tricky that is for all sides of people's beliefs, right? If there's a family belief system, I want you to think of it like a mobile that goes over a baby's crib. And when one piece moves, the whole mobile is affected and it shifts with it. That's family systems. So when we start shifting, it affects our whole families. You know, we don't exist in a bubble. So if you have a change in belief systems and they differ from your family, I just want to say you can do that. Here's your permission slip. slip. You're allowed to do that. And it can be done with dignity, grace, mutual respect, appreciation. I mean, it can be a tender thing. But at the end of the day, we are all individuals. We have our unique paths, our unique beliefs. And I hope that that can be celebrated when differences arise. Again, there may be differences that are harmful, are unacceptable to you. And so I'm always going to back you up with boundaries and keeping yourself safe. But for this insight, I'm saying it's okay to have different beliefs from your family. Um, I have people in my life who are my best friends, who are, you know, differing political beliefs, differing religious beliefs, different dieting beliefs, uh, different beliefs about medications or vaccines or lots of things. Like you can love and respect people who are different than you. I mean, we know this, but sometimes it can feel really charged in family situations. So just a friendly reminder that you're allowed to have that and to navigate those differences. Uh, again, we can break down a lot of nuance and detail on how to do this specifically. And let me have permission right here to say, it's okay if you mess up. Maybe you come in with this flag of authenticity, with a new belief system, or you're feeling offended or hurt or harmed because of differing belief systems, and this causes some ruptures in the family or some conflict. I want to say that that's normal, and the goal is to work through that stuff. That's what relationships are all about. Breakdowns lead to breakthroughs, conflict resolution. Like we, It's okay if this isn't perfect. I don't think most of us just come to respectful, ongoing interactions in families without some kind of work and process and conflict resolution. Number four, your family doesn't determine your self-worth. Now, did they shape it in your developmental years greatly? Yeah. But now, you know, as an adult, you get to take responsibility 
for nurturing your self-worth and understanding that comes internally, that we can build ourselves, that we can patch the holes in our self-worth and begin to nurture, self-soothe, love, offer compassion, validate, and stand by ourselves. So your family does not determine your self-worth. Their approval doesn't, their thoughts don't, their beliefs about you because you are inherently worthy. Number five, insight. It's okay to keep parts of your life private. So a lot of times when we talk about family relationships, there's kind of this assumption of like, maybe it's toxic, maybe it's bad, maybe there's people who are not respecting boundaries, but I want you to think about other family types where maybe you're really, really close. Maybe you are even enmeshed or all up in each other's business. Here's a reminder and an insight that it's okay to keep parts of your life private. Maybe you have a different belief system than your family. Here's permission to say that is shared on your terms. Other parts of your life that may be important to you or private or something you're not ready to talk about, this is an unspoken boundary. Your life, your terms. So you don't have to share if you don't want to share. Number six, insight for navigating family relationships. It is important to differentiate. You get to be an individual outside or within the family system. So back to that mobile analogy, differentiation is a healthy developmental process, right? Like we're raised in this system and we all have this family dance we do. We have our roles, we have the rules, we have the beliefs. And over time through development, we are supposed to differentiate and realize, oh, I am not my parents. I am not my siblings. I'm an individual with my unique needs, my unique beliefs, my unique values, and I'm responsible for taking those on. And so it's okay to differentiate. It's healthy to differentiate. We have to differentiate. Individuals are not the same thing as a family system, and you're allowed to be an individual within the system. And supporting and standing by the developmental imperative, the natural, biological, social, cognitive process of maturing, of differentiating from the people who raised us. So stand by yourself if you have shame around who you are becoming, especially when you're into therapy and psychology. Like We're all about the shift and the dig and the growing. And so if you are different than your family, it's okay. You're supposed to be different than your family. And it's okay if you aren't who your parents wanted you to be or expected you to be because that's not your problem. It's actually not any of your business. That's theirs. You're allowed to differentiate. Number seven, this one's for parents and in-laws. If I had one message, it is to expect boundaries. I wish there was like a pre-marriage course or rather pre-marriage therapy that everyone attended, you know, folks getting married, doing premarital counseling and the families that are joining. Like, let's talk about the ground rules here. And number one is if you're an in-law or you're a parent, you need to expect boundaries and adult children need to be ready to set them. But I think so much the fear is, right, as we blend families and grow and expand, it's the very opposite of what I'm saying. But as adult children marry or get in long-term relationships, it's important to honor this new family system that joins. And parents have to adapt to that. 
and cope with that and rely on their own support system and their change in role and identity and relationship to children and expect boundaries, honor boundaries. And I would hope, ask, hey, I would love to know what kind of boundaries we want to set before this holiday get together. Hey, you are forming a new family unit. You are in a long-term relationship. You have a partner. Let's talk about healthy boundaries. What works for y'all? What would be a good rhythm and pace for us to get together for family dinners? Are you comfortable doing that once a month? We would love to see you. Having these loving conversations, expressing the importance of relationships and asking about healthy boundaries instead of having it be this, this topic we tiptoe around. Parents and in-laws, you need to set boundary or you need to expect boundaries and adult kids, we need to set them. I'm not saying parents and in-laws can't set boundaries either, but the guideline here is adult children get to step into their power, differentiate from the family of origin, and the new family gets to set boundaries. Number eight, along the same line, adult to adult relationships are a healthy change from parent to child relationships. So transactional analysis. If you kind of have these three tiers of relationships, parent, adult, child, and you can kind of see two columns with parent to parent relationship, parent to adult relationship, parent to child relationship. And then how do you draw the lines across these columns? How are you relating to someone? So all of us with our folks start with, you know, parent to child relationship and there's there's certain boundaries that are expected with that. They make the rules. Their approval is is life early on. But as children age, we need to shift from parent-child to adult-adult relationships. And this is a developmental task for both the adult and the adult child, the parent and the adult child. And a lot of us are facing that over holidays, over family relationship times, over gatherings, having some tension and struggle with this natural and necessary shift. And a lot of times resentment builds up when parents specifically are resistant to their child stepping into the adult relationship and wanting that adult relationship with their parent. And it can be uncomfortable and it can be rocky, but I want to give permission again. There's no checkbox perfect moment. This is an ongoing relationship. So if there's a breakdown, if there's a rupture, if someone hurts you or if they mess up, hopefully we are committed to saying like, hey, this feels funky. Oh, I might have said something wrong. Did I offend you? Or, hey, I was reflecting on something I said and I wanted to clarify that with you. Or how are you feeling about that interaction? What if we really improve communication and are committed to saying, hey, we're shifting roles here. You're an adult now. I'm still your parent. This is hard for me to navigate. Let's navigate it together. Adult to adult relationships are going to take work when you've been used to working with someone as a parent child relationship. And this can go the other way, right? Like adult to adult relationships. Maybe it's not even about your family. Those can shift because of everything else we've talked about. And just being committed to working through breakdowns and struggles and committing to conflict resolution. Now, if you're afraid of the word conflict, here's a gentle reminder that conflict is a part of life. It is unavoidable. 
and it is a skill that we can learn. Conflict resolution is a communication skill. And most of us did not learn that. All we did was simply observe our families of origin and pick up what they were putting down. You can learn the skill of conflict resolution through education and practice. I talk about it in my communication course on tiffanyrow.com. And I talk a lot about it over on Instagram. But the idea that we could just avoid conflict is delusional. Conflict is part of life in the work life, in family life, in partnerships, like no matter where it is, let's be committed to learning those skills and mastering them. I mean, if there's one skill we should be good at, it should be conflict resolution because that is the key to healthy relationships is resolving breakdowns and ruptures and conflict. So we're going to mess up on everything I'm saying. Insights for navigating family relationships. We're going to mess up but we can always come back and work through stuff. I think that's why I keep calling this navigating because this isn't just have a bomb family relationship discussion. This is an ongoing navigation. We all have our compass. We're all driving our ship and trying to go in a general direction of like a functioning family. And that takes ongoing work. Uh, number nine this is a face tattoo moment. You're allowed to take family in small doses. You're allowed to take space. You're allowed to have minimal contact. You're allowed to say, there's a time limit to the amount of time I can hang out with y'all. You don't have to be best friends. And an insight that goes with this is forgiveness doesn't mean you have to spend more time with someone. Let's say you've worked through resentments with your family or problems and you still just, you know, find it hard to be around that you don't like who they bring out in you or you don't feel safe or it's it's really conflict laden and you're not really getting through it. It's okay to take space and to take your family in smaller doses. You don't have to be best friends with your family. You can always foster respect if you're not experiencing something that is, you know, really comfortable for you. Okay, number 10 tip, the last one for navigating family relationships. You do not have to tolerate risk, mistreatment, period. You being safe always comes first. And a blood relation does not outweigh your safety. So if you are unsafe, if you are feeling harmed, if you are being abused spiritually, physically, emotionally, verbally, mentally, you do not have to take mistreatment just because there's this pressure that family comes first. I think that that's a that's a great anecdote that family comes first, but actually your safety comes first. And if your family is dangerous or harmful, oppressive, discriminatory, causes you pain, um, if you don't feel safe, bottom line, I'm giving you permission is your therapist on the internet right now that your safety can come first. You can walk away. You can leave at any time. You don't have to go. You don't have to justify your no. You do not have to stick around just to make your family happy. There's a lot more we could say. These are just 10 quick tips, a couple therapy thoughts for you as we navigate more of this year. 2020 is wild. Holidays are coming up, but we're regardless of when you're hearing this podcast, I'm just in this with you. 
another human navigating family relationships and letting you know that this isn't a perfect process, but rather just navigating those waters and keep your eye on the prize, your values, what you want out of family relationships and keep doing it. And I hope you get your back, even if your family rejects you. And I hope that you validate your emotions and are a good loving parent to yourself. And I hope that we can all, you know, flex these skills, these communication skills, boundaries, validation, assertiveness, all of this stuff. Um, it's not easy, but you know, good relationships usually aren't a hundred percent free of hard stuff. So if you want to dive deeper, head over to tiffanyrow.com. You can grab the communication course. And I also have a navigating family relationships during the holidays course with those 27 tips and coping skills. We get a bit more specific on boundaries and communication and stuff in that. Um, that is a good primer for family get togethers and helps you go a little bit deeper. If you want community and virtual support, as well as fun mail straight to your door and two live webinars with me every month, as well as a meditation and a dance playlist and discounts, join my field deal heal subscription pack. It's cool because you get this tangible mail straight to your mailbox, as well as the virtual support. And you can just buy it once for a specific month that you're interested in, or you could subscribe and save money for a whole year. So check it out, tiffanyrow.com. We got more stuff on family there for you, my friends. May you be well. Thanks for listening to the Therapy Thoughts podcast, but remember... This podcast is not therapy. This is for general informational purposes only. The information on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any condition, illness, or disease. This also isn't intended to be financial, legal, medical, or therapeutic advice. Make sure you're always working with your own personal licensed mental health counselor. May you be well. I appreciate you tuning in and supporting the Therapy Thoughts podcast. If you want to dive deeper into intuitive eating and body image and self-love, head over to tiffanyrow.com. It's the hub of all of my courses, the podcast, my merch, and information about doing counseling and coaching with me. I hope you guys stick around for more. We have lots of exciting interviews and thought leaders coming onto the podcast. So until next time, may you be well.